Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode four. I'm Michael, here with my good friend and co-host, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's been going all right. It's been snowing like crazy today up here. I know uh, this weather's been really crappy. <laughs> yeah, so I got home today and I just decided I'm not going back out. I ordered some delivery, I bundled up, I have my hot cocoa and some water here, and I'm ready to talk about whatever it is we talk about. What did you get for delivery? Got some pizza. I tried that, uh, the new Pizza Hut flavor of now. What's that? I've never even seen that. So they did this massive rebranding of Pizza Hut where they wanted to get in touch with young-ish people like us. <laughs> like us, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and they have these pizzas now where you can add these drizzles. Okay. So th they have a new tomato sauce that's different. So you can choose the older the new tomato sauce. Okay. You can add these like sauce drizzles like buffalo or uh, like some balsamic drizzle or like honey sriracha, something like that. Is it any good? I think I prefer like the more traditional pizza pizza. Yeah, I think pizza is actually my favorite of the delivery pizzas. But they don't have any pizzas in Manhattan. They only have like those pizza expresses or like, you know, things like that you share with KFC or Taco Bell. But there's no delivery pizza here. So I haven't had delivery pizza in probably, I don't even know, five, six years. I mean, you're not really missing out too much because you have such good pizza options near you. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I think that like Manhattan pizza normally, like there's like pizza by the slice and, you know, other types of pizza that's really good. But sometimes you just kind of want like crappy pizza. Yeah, like, yeah, crappy chain pizza. Yeah. I think pizza's the best crappy chain pizza. Yeah, I had Domino's. I think Domino's is my second favorite. And so I had that yesterday, actually. Well, and today I had leftovers today. But um, yeah, I, I kind of wish that I had pizza. Yeah, so kind of the cool thing they've also done is they've added these crusts, like specialty crusts. So they've added that Domino's like garlic butter crust. Oh. Do they still put cheese in the crust? So now you can add that. You can add like a cheddar cheese or Asiago cheese crust, or oh. you can order like a pretzel crust. Oh, wow. Or they have like a, a curry crust. I don't know. All sorts of strange crusts. So you can customize it like a lot. That sounds a little suspect. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and they have like supposed premium ingredients like meatballs and like cherry peppers. And I don't know that I would trust pizza with curry crust pizza. And some ginger boom boom crust. This sounds like a Pizza Hut ad. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. But it's, it's not that good. So this is not a Pizza Hut ad. Unless they want to sponsor us, in which case I love Pizza Hut. Well, yeah, Pizza Hut's the best. <laughs> So that's what I ate. How about you? Uh, I said leftover Domino's pizza. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we, we think alike. We should probably start a podcast sometime. Maybe. Yeah. I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to go out at all today. Yeah. It was just, it was ugly. It's pretty though. I was looking at it through uh, like the window at work and uh, it looked really nice. Yeah. As long as you're not out in there. Right. Then it's fine. Did you get a Christmas tree? Uh, no, but you know, right by, like they, they sell them on the street. So right by my apartment... Uh, there are a bunch of places that sell Christmas trees, but I don't think I've ever actually had a real Christmas tree in my entire life. We had like one of those, uh, like the fake ones that my dad bought and he stores in the attic or the basement every year. Yeah. And I've never had my own, like a real Christmas tree. Don't want to change that this year? Uh, well, I'm actually going to be away for Christmas. And so I figure it's just more maintenance I need to like, don't they like shed, not shed, but like, don't they, don't you have to clean up after them? Yeah. And then most of the time... You know, I leave my Christmas tree until like February or March where the, you know, it's like a fire hazard. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing just shakes off by the time you move it out the door. 
Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, I, that didn't sound too appealing to me. Maybe next year, though. If I'm actually here, I think it's a better idea. But um, because I'm going to be gone on vacation, uh, it's probably not as critical. I think the thing I like about the most is is the smell. Oh. Like the Christmas tree smell. Do you decorate and put ornaments up and, and everything? Yeah, I did last year. This year, I was kind of lazy. There's a, The lights are up, and there's like two ornaments hanging. Maybe I'll put more up. But it's kind of like this weekend's kind of like the last weekend. I feel like after Thanksgiving, it's a good weekend to go get the Christmas tree. Otherwise, it's otherwise you risk it being too late, like it's not worth it? Yeah. Like, the return it, on Christmas tree is just not high enough? Yeah, you put, you put in the decorations yeah. and setting it up, and it's already like halfway to Christmas. Like, I don't know, Christmas is what, two weeks away? So is that why you leave the Christmas ornaments up? For so much longer than Christmas because, like, you feel like you need to get more out of it or is it because you're lazy? I think it's a combination of both. I feel like, you know, it was, it took a lot of time putting it in and I'm also dreading taking everything down and getting poked by all the needles. <laughs> okay. Um, That's why I get a fake one. Maybe, but the smell, the smell, I, I do it for the smell. We should come up with, like, real Christmas tree smell, like a Febreze, you know, scent and you just spray it. I'm sure somebody already has that. We'll have to uh, look it up. Otherwise, we could make hundreds. If if not tens. <laughs> <laughs> nobody better patent our... Well, nobody <laughs> listens to this. They yeah. won't find out about it until it's too late. Our idea is pretty much safe. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're okay. <laughs> All right. That should be good. We'll do that. Okay. Do we have any follow-up this week? Uh, so did you pick up an uh, iPad Air case? Okay. So, yeah. You know what? I wanted to make a public announcement about that. Sure. So anyone shopping for the iPad Air smart cover. I went to Best Buy over the weekend, and I really spent more time than I should trying to find out if there's a different smart cover. So you bought one already. Yeah. So while I was at Best Buy, I was looking at these smart covers, and I was like texting you. I was like, is there, you know, did you buy an iPad Air 2 case? Is there an iPad Air 2 case? Right. And you weren't sure. I had heard that they were the same. And then I went to Best Buy and uh, I saw that they had two different model numbers. But because I heard they were the same, I thought Best Buy was making a mistake because I didn't really see that on the Apple website. And one of the model numbers was actually like $6 cheaper. So I actually tried to order that one for store pickup. And uh, they said they were out of stock, even though their inventory says they were in stock. And so I tried to do that and it didn't work. And so I ended up just buying the the other model that was $6 more expensive. Uh, but all the while thinking that they were exactly the same. Yeah, so it turns out there are two models. I don't know. I guess the best confirmation we got of it was some something on the Apple discussion forums. So we can post a link to that. But there are definitely two models. And I think if you pick up the old iPad Air smart cover, um, you'll notice that it kind of protrudes a few millimeters more on the iPad Air 2. It makes sense because the iPad Air, the differences between them are so minimal. But at the same time, it's frustrating for a company that really like sweats the smallest details that their customers wouldn't sweat these kind of details where it's protruding or it's short a few millimeters. Yeah, actually, I did notice that. And uh, so I went to the Apple store, I think probably last week, and they were doing that whole product red promotion. And so I guess on the display iPads, they put a bunch of the red smart covers on there and uh, on the Air 2s. And I did notice that it was a little longer, and so it didn't fit exactly right. And I actually thought to myself, like, oh, man, this, this is kind of crappy. Like, maybe I won't like it. Um, then I actually got my cover, and I didn't notice it, but by that time I had forgotten. So once we discovered that they were actually two different covers, it made sense to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, and, you know, I did realize it, or I did notice that there was a difference. But um, it didn't hit me when I got mine. Yeah, so I'm just looking at that discussion thread right now. I think, at least for the black model, 
model changed from an MF053 to like an MGT. So you want the MGT one for whatever color variant you pick up. It'll be like MGT and then it'll change depending on the color. So just really quickly, that's the one you'd want to get. But it was just frustrating. It's weird that they don't put it in the label, right? Yeah. And you can, oh, the other way you could kind of tell was I was looking at pictures of the of the packaging and the iPad Air font is like more lightly weighted on the new one and it looks like a little thicker or bolder on the old one. So did they say anywhere whether you could use the other way around? Like could you use the new Spark cover on the Air 1 or is it is it too thin then and then it doesn't work? It says iPad Air Smart Cover, so I'm assuming it would have to work on the old one. It would probably just be just a little short. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Yeah, so that kind of bothered me this week. And then also, you know, the other thing I was trying, I'm probably maybe one of the few subscribers of Beats Music. <laughs> There's like 100 subscribers, I think. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm three of them with my family subscription. <laughs> and I was trying to, I normally play my Beats through Sonos or through the Beats app when I'm in my car. But, you know, now that I'm sitting at my iMac more and I have these... Um, you know, I just have computer speakers. So I, I try to go to the Beats Music website and play some music using Safari. And the stupid thing requires Flash. That's weird. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, Beats got acquired by Apple. So I mean, when it was being designed, you know, they probably used Flash not not knowing. Right. For those of you that don't know, uh, Apple does not like Flash. And so uh, it's going way back to the iPhone days and... um I mean, they, they've just not gotten along very well in terms of like, I think whenever I had a, a MacBook Air or a MacBook and I put Flash on there and I played any Flash video, the fan would just go crazy. And um, so, I mean, I, I, Apple doesn't like Flash. Um, and now that they own Beats, you would think that they would kind of uh, reduce the dependency on Flash. I think there was even a, a Steve Jobs like notes on Flash, you know, like his thoughts on music. Oh, right, yeah, thing. thoughts on Flash, right. Yeah, and... I don't know. I'm sure that they're working on a revamp right now. I mean, there there are the rumors out that they're going to, you know, integrate it into iTunes Music. So I'm sure when that whole rebranding comes out, you know, they'll either remove the ability to listen through a web browser or they'll make it so that it uses, you know, I would assume that they would make it so that it uses HTML5 in some way instead of Flash. You don't think they would just bake it into iTunes? I mean, I think, yeah, if they were to keep it in the browser... You know, I think they would change it. But I think it's more likely that they will just bake it into iTunes. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think that they just haven't had enough time to uh, to change something like that's not high in their priority list. If they're the, the rumors are true that they are going to revamp Beats Music sometime in the February time frame, I'm sure they're they're working that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely there are higher priorities than than making their website, you know less flash dependent. Right. Yeah, I agree. But still it kinda <laughs> Kind of bother me. That's fair. So have you started using Safari uh, as your main browser now? Yeah. So we were kind of talking about this uh, before we started the show. And I have, after I got the iMac, I've I've kind of been reducing my, my Chrome dependency. Me too. And trying trying to use Safari. How do you like it? Um, yeah. So ever since I got, I've been using Chrome, I don't know, for the past four or five years. And uh, I never really used Safari. And then for the iMac, I just decided, look, let me just try Safari because... It's a new computer, and it's on Yosemite, and and so on. Um, I have not noticed any difference. Um, I, I have the same extensions, which are typically like one password. I, I use like you know AdBlock Plus, uh, and then I use like this extension called What Font, and that that basically lets you see which font 
is on like any website. Uh, but I don't, I'm never, it's never really, uh, extension heavy in Chrome. And so I don't really notice any difference in Safari. Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed it. I think the most important thing for me for Safari is that it doesn't have Flash. And as the years have come, have gone by, sites have become less dependent on Flash, but there are still some, some sites that require Flash. Sure. So I keep Chrome around for that. But other than that, I've been using Safari and I think Safari makes even more of a difference on like a notebook where battery life is important and you're not relying on Flash. Yeah, there was that, well, there was also that story that like Chrome was uh, basically wasting more battery life than Safari because there's like this little thing that makes it run at higher CPU cycles, I think, and they wouldn't, uh, even when it's idle, it wouldn't use less CPU cycles. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the technical details of that, but I remember reading that for sure. Yeah, I mean, that might have been patched, but that was going on for years and years. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think... For me, like I was surprised that how well Safari performs, um, and how little of a difference that makes to me. So I, I figure, I don't know. Now when I open Chrome, I almost think like it's, it's kind of weird. Like I, I almost don't like it and I, I prefer Safari. I, I think I'm still 50 50, but I've been using Safari wherever I can and I've been finding out that I can live and get along just using Safari most of the time now. Hmm. Oh, Jason, I don't know if you saw, but one of our, our good friends, he left us a message. Uh, Justin, he recorded some clarification about all this misinformation we've been spreading about <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, we've been exposed as fake Star Wars fans. Yeah, so he found us out for the frauds that we were, and he wanted to set the record straight. So I'm going to play his his message that he sent us. Hi, guys, this is Justin. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Star Wars discussion um, that was talked about on Episode 3. Uh, regarding the uh, annihilation of the the Jedi's, and uh, trying to figure out what uh, episode of the Star Wars um, Star Wars movies that it came from, and it was actually from Episode Three, which is the Revenge of the Sith. And uh, Mace Windu, who's one of the Jedi's, was talking to uh, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, which uh, we finally came to figure out was uh, Darth Sidious. Uh, he was talking about there was uh, some sort of um, a plot that was going to destroy the entire Jedi, um, like the whole Jedis from all across the universe. And the order that was given from uh, General Palpatine or Darth Sidious was uh, 66, Order 66, which actually is a protocol that um, the clone troopers had to obey once the Order 66 was given that uh, they were uh, ordered to uh, annihilate all the Jedis wherever they were without hesitation. And so uh, Supreme Chancellor uh, Palpatine gave that order. And um, throughout the movie, you could see in different, uh, on different planets all across the universe was uh, the Jedis are just being completely killed off. Um, and so what ended up happening was there were only a few... Uh, Jedi's left over after that. Uh, one was Obi-Wan Kenobi and the other was, uh, Yoda. And Yoda was actually saved by Chewbacca and they ended up taking, uh, one of the ships and, and flying away and, and storing Yoda, um, somewhere where nobody, uh, could find him. And, uh, so that was my take. So I just wanted to give that, uh, little tidbit, uh, for you guys and hope that's, uh, helpful. Super helpful. Very helpful. I'm not going to say anything more about Star Wars until the next trailer comes out. And I think that's when the new Avengers movie comes out. I heard that. Yeah. When, is that next May? 
I think it's in May. I'm really excited for that. So we have until May to not anger anyone else. <laughs> so, I mean, they've been leaking out this, this Star Wars stuff. If you go on Reddit or like Star Wars fan sites, there, there are these spoilers that have been coming out. Are you a big spoiler guy? I'm actually kind of, well, so no, like I, I, I do not like spoilers generally. I am not like my brother-in-law, which we mentioned last time, uh, who just does not watch trailers, does not do anything like that. Um, so I'll, I'll watch trailers now and then, although every so often I'll come across a movie where, um, I decide not to watch the trailer. Uh, I think the last one was, um, the last Christopher Nolan movie, Interstellar. So. I remember hearing that he was making a movie and I think people were talking about it and there were, the trailer came out and everyone was going crazy. And I just decided not to watch it because I knew I was going to watch the movie anyway. And so these days I feel like sometimes trailers just give away too much. Did you see this one movie that it was like I hadn't read it a couple of years ago? It was like this Richard Gere movie and the trailer gives away like the entire movie. Yeah, I remember that. There's like this plot twist in the movie and the trailer just gives it away. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is just bad movies. I think bad movies make bad trailers. But I do think that a lot of times they do want to put in some of the bigger like action pieces or little pieces of them. Right. I mean, I remember reading something and, and some guy who creates trailers and he was basically saying like, you know, if we put the most boring parts in, then nobody's going to watch it. But then if we put some more exciting parts in, then everyone's like, oh, you ruined the movie. Like those are the best parts, right? But like, why would you advertise the product? It's like Apple. They're not going to show the iPhone in like the worst possible angle so that you don't look at it in person. And you say like, oh, wow, this looks even better in person, right? Like they're going to make it look even better in their ads than it does maybe in person, right? Yeah. So then I guess the problem with that is that it kind of creates disappointment where you expect even more from the movie. But if you see kind of the most exciting part, you're like, oh, well, I kind of saw that already. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, I don't know. It's tricky. I mean, maybe there is something to like the, maybe if it is like a Christopher Nolan movie, they don't need to show the best parts because people are going to watch it anyway, right? Or like the next Avengers movie, maybe they don't need to give away some of the, the biggest set pieces because they're going to watch it, right? Yeah. So I think I wanted to talk about something that we both read over at Daring Fireball. Yeah. John Gruber, he linked to a piece from Wired. Uh, by J.J. Abrams, I think it was in 2009, kind of on the magic of mystery. Yeah, and that's interesting, I thought. I mean, I, yeah, I read that piece. Um, it's J.J. Abrams is uh, one of the people behind Lost, and he kind of talks about uh, our spoiler culture, and um, maybe there's uh, more to it that, that comes from experience than watching something from the beginning to the end rather than just like the, the punchline at the end and, uh, you know, maybe some twist ending or, or I don't know, reveal uh, I thought it was interesting because it, it was 2009, which so Lost was not over yet. And that's one of those things where maybe it got criticized when it did end. So maybe he knew that the, the end was not going to be good. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I was a huge Lost fan. Right. Me too. I was definitely into reading up on spoilers. Did you read spoilers though? Or I mean, are you talking about conspiracy theories? Because I, I basically, I remember there's like a podcast I listen to all the time called Lost Cast. And it was like two or three guys and they, the community was really strong, right? So whenever there was an episode, there would be people, tons of people just analyzing every single last detail of the last episode, right? But there weren't that many spoilers because, I mean, I guess spoilers in terms of theories, but like not people that know or seen the ending and then they know and they'll tell you, right? I think there was, like, I think there was a website that I went to, it was like Dark UFO or something. And I think they were pretty good at leaking like actual things from episodes that had already been filmed. Based on like actual knowledge, not, not theories. Right. More knowledge than theory. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So, I mean, I was like, you know, who's the man in black? I want to know now, right? What's Jacob doing? Like, what's Ben Linus up to? Right, right. So I would I would kind of devour that information. And I think 
the enjoyment for me kind of diminished as I read spoilers. As you as you watch the show. As I watch the show, because I'm like, oh, well, I know what's going to happen this week. Like, this is going to happen. Huh. And then you see it, and then you're like, oh, okay, it happened. So, I mean, getting that instant gratification felt really good at the time. But looking back, if you could do it all over again, you wouldn't? Yeah. So, you know, going forward after Lost, I think it kind of changed my mentality. Okay. Where I think, like, now... I don't know what there is that we could watch as kind of spoiler, like Walking Dead, let's say. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy going and reading like recaps and analyses of like the episodes, but I don't really want to read any spoilers. And I haven't read the comics. So you don't mind after you watch the episode, you'll go and, and read recaps and people's analysis. Yeah, I don't mind reading like discussion about the episode. But you won't go into any... Okay, now that makes sense. I, I think that's definitely... Um, yeah, I definitely don't look for any spoilers of any movies or, or figure out, you know, like, I didn't do that for Lost, I don't do that for Walking Dead or, or any other show that I'm watching. So in that case, in, or in that sense, uh, I, I definitely try to avoid spoilers when I can. Yeah. Did you watch J.J. Abrams' TED Talk? No. Well, what was that about? Uh, so that was, it maybe was a few years before this. It was about his love for lens flare. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> It was like, his, it was a talk about about this mystery box and it kind of reminded me when i was reading this article oh is that the um they they mentioned a, a one of his college projects or something like that which uh, i recognize the name but I, I can't remember what it is now i think in the video in the ted talk he talks about the magic of mystery and how when he was a kid his grandfather kind of let him do a lot of things got him his first like video camera got him interested in everything and he went to this magic store and they were selling this this mystery box and it was it cost $15 and he said it offered $50 worth of magic he brought the box and he still hasn't opened it yet like as of that TED talk I don't know if he opened it afterwards but I'm guessing he hasn't wow that's crazy yeah his philosophy of of that I think is what he said is mystery or you know his not opening the box represents infinite possibility and hope and potential. Right. But once he opens it, he knows what's in there and it's over. Yeah. It's probably going to be all crap stuff. Yeah. But I I was thinking to that and it just, it's really how he drives, you know, all of the, all of the productions he does. I think that for, you know, that mystery box, did you go to Woot ever? I have been to Woot. Yeah. The, oh, the bag of crap? Yeah. The bag of crap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you spend whatever it is, $5 or $10. Right, right, right. And you can buy as many bags of crap as you want. And then most of the time you're legitimately getting crap. Yeah. Well, not, not literally crap like the uh, Cards Against Humanity people. Oh my gosh. Did you buy that? No, I didn't buy that. Did you buy it? I bought it. Did it come? I'm getting bull crap. I know it. (laughs) And I, I willingly paid for it. Wait, wait, but there's no, like, there's no, like with the boot bag of crap, right? So as you were saying, so most of the time it is crap or like not literally crap, but it's like not, it's worthless things, right? But every so often you'll get like uh, something that's really valuable in there and you'll get it for $5, right? Yeah, you could buy, you could get like a laptop or something, let's say, or like speakers. Right. But in, in the Cards Against Humanity, so for those that don't know, they basically sold something, uh, they called it, what do they call it? Bull crap? Yeah. Um, and then they make it clear that this is literally bullcrap. And, and even like, I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, they must be joking because it's cards against humanity. And they make it clear that they're not joking. It's literally bullcrap. And, you know, that's the whole point. But so you bought it, but there's no like, there's not even a remote chance that it's going to be anything other than bullcrap, right? It's bullcrap in a nice box. So I'm <laughs> hopeful I can put something in the box. <laughs> so you're okay. I'll make it a mystery box that I can give to my kid that they can never open. Hopefully you clean the box first. I will make sure I do that. Okay. They said, no, actually, they said it's sterilized. Oh, well, they, they probably have to do that, I would guess. But So, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to clean the box. <laughs> 
hopefully that gift is not for me. <laughs> it's it may be it's a mystery but i think the biggest thing that i learned from that wired article besides his love of mystery is that jj abrams and that matt parkman from heroes what's his name uh greg gumberg oh yeah gumberg? yeah right 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 yeah i didn't realize they were like childhood friends i mean it makes sense yeah i didn't either i remember him now in like alias and like i think i saw him yeah heroes yeah. yeah, he's an alias too, right? That's, he was, that's an, and then I remember he was like in Lost for something. He was like the pilot or something. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Oh, that makes sense. So I did not even know that until I read the article. Was J.J. Abrams involved in Heroes at all? Or no? uh, I don't think so. Just Alias and Lost, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, so we'll we'll link the the article in the show notes. Um, they actually he writes the article and he spoils what he when you know the story at the end. Uh, and that's part of his, you know, the article is about spoilers and, you know, are they good or bad? And, uh, I read through the article and I actually thought the story at the end was actually pretty, pretty fun. It was like a, it was a fun story. Do you want to spoil it for everyone? I, I don't want, I don't want to spoil it, but I do want to talk about, so, I mean, have you seen this, um, there's a popular Twitter handle called at saved you a click. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you follow it? I don't follow it, but I randomly see it retweeted. Okay, so basically the idea behind Saved You a Click is um, there was this guy who basically got fed up with all the clickbait headlines from like BuzzFeed and you know all those other sites. Um, like, you won't believe what happens next, right? And so what he does is he kind of just clicks on the link and then tells you what happens next. So he'll say, you know, he'll put a link to the title of the article and then in the tweet he'll say, this is what he said or this is the answer, right? And... When I first saw it, like when I first saw it, I was like, "This is the greatest Twitter account ever made," right? Because it's so useful. Because like, I actually despise those headlines, and like, I actually will not, or I try my best to not click them whenever I see them. Just because they're intentionally baiting you to click it, right? So like, but clearly they work, right? Like, I mean, and sometimes I click on them too. I'm not gonna say I never click on them, but like, it angers me when I see them. So I'll just figure it's just crap content. I'm gonna not click on it, right? But I mean. Um, he, he basically spoils it for them and, and he'll basically tell, so it's, it's interesting because I follow it and every time there's like something that I think is worth even a second of my time, I'll, I'll know what the answer is, right? Yeah. And so I really like the Twitter account and, and I guess it's based on spoilers and I guess, um, not surprisingly, some people at BuzzFeed do not like his Twitter account. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Right. And so, but, but they write an article, or they wrote an article, which we can also link to, and they basically say something like, you know, you're robbing people of the experience of reading the article or, or, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's not like spoilers aren't the answer, right? And I mean, I, I, I guess my thought on that is like, if it's a clickbait content, like link, then I have no problems with it being spoiled. But there's like a, or there's at somewhere in there, like, you know, there's like a middle ground where there's like a fine line between like, should you spoil this or should you not spoil this? Because sometimes he'll spoil, um, I don't know, even Apple events. They'll be like, there's a faster, you know, faster iPad or something like that. Or the, he'll spoil TV shows, for example, right? Like, I don't know that you want those things spoiled, right? You kind of want to go through it for the experience or even some longer form articles, right? Like you don't want, the it's not about the end right it's about reading the article in its entirety so you have the entire story right right you have context for the ending right and part of the context is the enjoyment which is what jj abrams talks about but like it's it's funny because like for me it's like i really like that twitter account but on the other hand like i'm also i kind of see what the buzzfeed article is talking about Maybe not for the BuzzFeed articles, but like there are some things that maybe he tweets about, and I can't think of an example right now, but sometimes he tweets things and I'm just like, oh, like maybe, maybe people won't click on that story anymore. Maybe that, that is like a, he's making the decision on what is worth your time and what is not worth your time. Are there things that he intentionally doesn't link to so that? Well, so I don't know. He doesn't say like, you should click to this one 
and then this one I'll spoil. And you should click to this one. And he does it. He only spoils them, right? So at some point, he's making a judgment call as to what's worthy of being spoiled. Yeah, yeah. I guess he won't tell you what's worth your time, but like he'll tell you what's not worth your time. But like maybe I thought that was worth my time and he just spoiled it for me. Like I, I there are obviously clear examples when I think his Twitter account is great, but there's the middle ground there too. All right. I'm not going to follow it still. <laughs> you don't want spoilers? No more spoilers in my life. Spoiler free since 2009. But you won't believe what he's going to tweet next. <laughs> I don't want to find out. Um, oh, you know, talking about spoilers, it kind of reminds me. What, how do you feel about people who are like, oh, oh, Sixth Sense, don't don't tell me what happens? Oh, you mean is there like a expiration date, like a cutoff? Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast and they were saying like it's one day for TV shows. And I feel like that's not long enough. I feel like one day is harsh. Yeah. And then, oh, another friend of mine on, on Facebook, he posted an update about home, the latest Homeland episode. Yeah. And he just puts in brackets, spoiler alert, space, and then, the you know, in Homeland, this is what happened. And I'm like, that's not that's not sufficient. Like, <laughs> you need to hide it a little bit better than that, right? Because, like, most people are kind of, like, reading really quickly. <laughs> and, like, by the time you realize what's going on, like, it's already spoiled, right? That, that's not enough either. I think this week, um, the social media accounts also messed up um, on The Walking Dead. Did you read about that? No, but I am not caught up in Walking Dead, so hopefully you don't spoil it. But uh, what are you talking now I don't know what the story is. So there was the mid-season finale, right? And an event happened. Okay. And they posted the event after the East Coast airing. Oh, uh, like on the website? On Facebook or Twitter or something. Oh, the Walking Dead official account. Official account, AMC. Oh, yeah. wow, that's bad. Yeah. And then everyone outside of you know our Eastern time zone got really angry. Yeah, I would be super angry. I mean, they basically robbed their own fans of the experience, right? Yeah, so they apologized and, uh, you know, they said it won't happen again. So uh, for you, definitely don't go on the AMC Walking Dead Facebook. Uh, hopefully they've taken it down by now. But I think it's down. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering, is there like a cutoff or is it different for shows versus movies? I mean, some people, one of our friends is just like, don't tell me what happens to this foot like in this game, right? Oh, like sports? Yeah. Oh, sports. I, I feel like for some reason, sports is not a spoiler because most people don't watch sports on tape delay. Mm-hmm. I've tried that and it's like the worst thing in the world. Like, I remember, like, I think there was like some international sports event and I didn't want to wake up in the middle of the night. So I tried taping it and like, it's just, it's just not the same. But, um, I don't know. So I think my general thing is like, I don't, I don't spoil anything if I can, if I can help it, right? It doesn't matter how long ago it is or whether it's like last month or last season of Walking Dead or, or whatever. Uh, I'll usually, if I want to talk to someone about it, I'll be like, Hey, have you seen this? And uh, if they say no, then we just won't talk about it, right? But if they say yes, then we will talk about it. So it's not, I wouldn't like write out a blanket thing on Facebook saying like, Oh my God, when this happened in Walking Dead, this was the craziest, you know, like I just wouldn't do that. But let's say something like, like the sixth sense ending becomes such a big part oh like it was like saying in a joke movie like that uh scary scary movie is it called <laughs> yeah or i don't know it's like some some event that is is pretty huge or like like luke skywalker's dad whoa 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 oh, no. what <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why we keep bringing up star wars considering that we we, we hate star we don't hate star wars but we're not big star wars fans but like i think it's come up in every episode we're never allowed to bring up star <laughs> wars again until may we need to do some some kind of punishment right <laughs> But yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like uh, I started watching Lost after the first season. I didn't watch it live or I didn't watch it as it aired the first season. Me too. So I binge watched the first season and then I started watching week by week. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know. Is I feel like for a show, I'll give you time after the DVD comes out and before like the next season. But give you time as in like what you would just start talking about it to random people? Regardless. Not random people, but I would just... Like you'd start conversations with like, oh my God, when this happened in the last season of Lost, this was, wasn't that crazy? And like, I just don't... No, but I think when I see people not wanting to be spoiled about certain things. It's just, there's like a shelf life where it's it's not okay to, you're preventing me from oh, no, expressing <laughs> myself. You know? It's, that's fair. Yeah, okay. It's, it's your fault that you didn't watch it. Right. And I gave you a whole, whatever. We, I'm not going to, you know, spoil uh, yeah, this. No, I think that's fair. So, you know. Well, it's also like, if it was really that important to you, you probably would have watched it by now, right? Like, and if, and if it's clearly not that important to you, like, and I'm within reason, right? Like, I think when that person talked about the spoilers being one day for TV shows, they were like, you know, sometimes for Sunday night TV shows, if, especially if you have kids or, or something like that, like you can't watch it Sunday night. So you save it for like Monday right after work or something like that. Right. So I think that's fair. Um, and maybe that person really does like the show. Just literally his lifestyle cannot accommodate watching it live yeah and some people catch shows later along like 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 some people haven't watched breaking bad yet or you know have heard things after it ended and you know are are going through it so i just don't know i don't know what the cutoff is but i feel like it's fair after a season yeah i guess for me so one one example of that would be the wire and the wire is uh hbo announced they're gonna do an hd remake of it later this month yeah and i've never seen the wire and that's like probably the one show that most of my friends say is like the best show ever made Mm mm-hmm and uh, I think at one point in my life, someone spoiled something about it, but that was like probably five years ago. And so I I thought I would never forget it, but I think that I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so it worked out. But like, you know, so I, I mean, I really don't want that to be spoiled for me at, right now. But that said, like if, if I did read something or someone talks about The Wire and spoils it for me, I'm not going to be mad at them, right? It's going to kind of be like, well, I should have probably watched it by now, right? And like, you know, if they go out of their way to intentionally spoil it for me, that's one thing. But like, I don't think that I have a right to be angry at them if they happen to say something about a show that aired, you know, more than 10 years ago. Have you uh, seen that show on, uh, it's like a UK show called Black Mirror? I actually have only watched one episode. For those of you that don't know, it's a... Uh, I heard about it on a podcast and they were recommending shows that you might not have heard about that were really good and uh, they recommended Black Mirror. It's uh, filmed in the UK on one of their channels there. It's kind of like a modern day uh, technology themed Twilight Zone. So it's a television show. It's about hour long episodes. Uh, I think there's three episodes per season and every single episode stands alone. So there, there's no recurring cast there's no recurring yeah thing. it's like an anthology yeah so it's, it's really short there's only two seasons so there's only six episodes so you can catch up literally in a couple of days uh, and i really like it i think it's really good so i watched this first episode and without really knowing much about it i think you know you had mentioned it before but i didn't really watch it right um so i had some time uh, and i watched it and it just yeah the best way to kind of describe it it was it just reminded me of twilight zone a little bit um and it's it's kind of a, a statement on, you know, the lives that we live today with, you know, technology being incorporated into it. Right. And the first episode was was about the British prime minister and some fictional princess of the royal family who was kidnapped and uh, would be killed unless certain demands were met, right? And then the the terms of her release were that... Is this a spoiler if I say what it's it is? It's probably that? a spoiler. But we'll, we'll say that, like, it's a, it's a modern-day, like, kidnapping ransom scenario that's influenced or, like, technology plays a large role in what happens and, and like, how news gets spread. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch the rest of these episodes. 
So I'm probably going to marathon through them. And when, when did this first, when did it start? I thought it was maybe like 2010-ish, but I, I can look it up. I don't know. And then it came out like the next year and then it hasn't come out since since then? Oh, so I guess IMDb says 2011, season one. Uh, and then 2002, oh no, no season two is in... Uh, 2013. Okay. All right. So no spoilers, please. Yeah. No, you should totally watch it. It's really good. I'll have, I'll have them watched probably by next week. Okay. All right. So Jason, next week, uh, we're recording a day earlier. So you guys will get this podcast next week a day earlier. And then you're off for a vacation, right? Yeah. I'm going to uh, Morocco for about 10 days or so. Nice. Okay. So we'll talk about that a little more next week. But until then, I'm off to go watch some Black Mirror. Okay. All right. See you next week. Take care. Bye.